1: We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. Uh, it's gives us
0: the life. Live. The reality is, he is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws
1: us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
2: And good morning, Real Presence Live listeners. A very exciting day to be with you. Nick Modelski, Melissa Scaccio coming at you live from the one and only St. James Coffee here in Rock and Roll Rochester. Excited to be with you this morning. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of cool stuff to talk about uh, today. A lot of exciting guests. Uh, Melissa will be on. Uh, in as the, a guest, yeah. As a
3: as guest, a guest
2: yeah. So uh, we'll get to hear all about the fun at uh, St. James on the mission trip, uh, oh, Steubenville yeah. this past weekend. It's been busy. And, of course, the uh, one of the bigger interviews people are excited about, 10 o'clock uh, this morning, 10 o'clock Central, uh, we'll be speaking with the, the new bishop, for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, uh, Bishop Robert Barron. Uh, Father Michael Churchill, the, the newest priest. Yes, um, he's
3: great.
2: Who's uh, <laughs> assigned right across the street at Pox Christi. He'll be at the end at uh, that 1030 to 11. But first, uh, we'll, we'll start with Father Fosnot, and I'll keep you in suspense as to which one it is. Yeah, I know. Um, is it Matt? Until, <laughs> is it John? We don't know. <laughs> until after we, uh, we open with prayer. So in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. 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 Our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil amen father son the holy spirit amen glory to jesus christ once again welcome to real presence live and uh, we will be speaking with Father Jonathan Fasnott. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about the Eucharistic Revival. The uh, Diocese of Winona Rochester uh, has a lot of different initiatives tied to that. And one of them is a Eucharistic-themed uh, diocesan retreat, and Father Fasnott will be one of the presenters, along with uh, Dr. Susan uh, Winley-Doust, who's the, um, at the diocese there. So, uh, Father Jonathan, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks. Good to be on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm honored to be the warm-up man for Bishop Barron and, and for Father Michael Churchill. So.
3: I know. I'm just glad we're not the people going after Bishop Barron because I feel like it's going to be yeah. a huge letdown. Like everyone will just tune exactly. out and be like, we we heard the good one, and now we're
1: now exactly. we out. No, I'm much more comfortable being a warm-up person. So thank you for thank you for having me on now and not later on. So that's great. <laughs> you
3: and have you have you caught up on sleep, Father Jonathan? You were at I'm um, Steubenville at the youth conference in Rochester this I, weekend.
1: I was. I'm still exhausted. I had a. I had an awesome lake day, um, back home uh, near Jamesville, uh, Legion mm-hmm. area yesterday with some um, family and, and parishioners, and uh, so a lot of sun and water. And it, so I'm kind of exhausted from. I don't know if I felt this way as a kid, but now that you know, you get <laughs> a little older and like sun and water, it just they exhaust goes,
3: you. Yeah, they're exhausting. Out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So. I'm still tired. I guess to answer your question, yeah.
3: <laughs> that's okay. I am too. I took a nap when we got yeah. home on Sunday, and I don't usually take nice. naps. So nice. You yeah, know, thirteen hundred teenagers is a lot to just have surrounding yeah. you for three days. So it was. It was yeah. great, though.
1: Yeah, and they just well. suck the energy out of you. They're kind of energy vampires. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, just
3: a little bit, and they don't ever need yeah. to sleep, so they just keep going. Right. And yeah, right,
1: right, yeah.
3: Sorry, I let you get to the sure. interview, Nick. Like, as <laughs> we're talking about others. I
2: was, I was just going to share for our listeners who aren't in the area here. This past uh, weekend was the Steubenville Conference here in Rochester, which is a big, big uh, youth conference, high school age, right? Yep,
3: ninth through twelfth. Um, right.
2: And uh, they have uh, adoration, they have talks, they have—I don't know—a lot of loud music. Yes, that's, a lot of a lot of,
3: of a lot of praise and worship <laughs> music, a lot of dancing, a lot of. Um, we had mass with the bishop on Sunday, Bishop Quinn, as he's going out and. Um, yeah, it was, it was just, it's just beautiful.
2: And, and, uh, confessions and everything. I talked with, uh, Father Tay, uh, from Wasika, and he said, you know, this is, he said, this is like the best thing in the world. He said, how often do you get teenagers who are like pumped and ready to go to confession? He's yep. like, yeah. these are like the best yep. confessions I hear all, year, <laughs> all year.
3: Cause everyone's right.
2: really pumped up for them." There's so. like this yep. huge
3: line and it just, we, we actually grabbed Father Tay just, it was like the line so long. We want to go home. It was like 11 o'clock. <laughs> on saturday night yeah. and father Tay was walking by and i was like hey you want to do confessions for us and he's like yeah sure and he nice. really sat in a corner and we got to skip the line because he just popped nice. he popped in for us which was nice
2: and poor yeah. uh, poor father mike schmitz from duluth he came down to hear confessions and then later on i heard uh, one of the <laughs> one of the group ladies say yeah we lost the girls they're chasing father mike through the uh, through the skyway so um, he, he got waylaid but he came down to hear confessions which i thought was really cool you oh was cool um so, and a yeah. lot of priests from different areas. You know, I met some priests from uh, and some people from the St. Cloud area, South Dakota, North Dakota, all over Minnesota. So, it was a really cool event. And the uh, the next one is coming up in uh, not this weekend, but the one after, up in uh, St. Paul. And I'm not sure if they have any room left. Usually, that fills up pretty quick. But anyway, um, I'll be there with the table as well. Anyway, nice. We're supposed to be interviewing. Uh, father jonathan i know to be. <laughs> i guess i guess it's a oh, conversation great. right so that still counts
1: yes um so how was that for, Cubanville? So it was, it was yeah there? you were there oh, if it's you not have been there yeah, this yeah. would have
2: been really related, rude yeah. of
3: us but yes <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so um but for our listeners who who might not know who you are i know you've been on the air before with real presence but it's it's been a while i think sure, um so sure. if you could just let our listeners know a little bit about who you are uh where you're uh, you know assigned now and those sorts of things
1: yeah so my name's father Jonathan fast that we don't we don't say it correctly ourselves it's it's supposed to be the german fastnacht, but nobody says that so we, yeah i was gonna
3: ask you know, how you actually say it because i've heard it pronounced like 14 different ways so i never use it
1: <laughs> yeah exactly the problem is we don't correct anybody because we don't say it correctly ourselves it's it's americanized you know so there you it, go yeah so you can really say it however you like and uh and have fun with it but um so I'm I'm a I'm a, a priest for the diocese. Um, I'm I've been ordained seven years. I'm in my eighth year as a priest. Um, uh, my first two years I was in Winona at uh, the Cathedral of St. Casimir's and and uh, and also at the Newman Center, uh, which was great. And then I was, mm. my my third year I was in Fox Christi, Rochester and, and St. Peter's and Mazepa, which was also a blast. Uh, assignment, I was there with Father Will Thompson. And then, uh, the last four years I've been in Jackson, Minnesota. Jackson, Lakefield, and Sherburn, uh, are my, is my cluster. And, um, so I'm in my, my fifth year out there and it's just kind of blown by, gone really fast. And, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's a little bit about me. I'm originally from the uh, Janesville area, which, if you don't know where Janesville is, it's just, uh, east of Mankato a little ways, so. Just
2: west of Wasika.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. so he's you oh, you're feel right feel up there with off, those guys. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, because yeah.
2: I live I live in Wasica, so um, okay, familiar right. with Jane'sville yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. So yeah. um, anyway, um, one of the things I always like to ask priests when they come on, and I know it's it's usually a long answer. Um, <laughs> so they have I to kind of you know yeah. yeah fingernail fingernail sketch I think is a, the expression or they the use but no, sketch. thumbnail sketch that's yeah. it fingernail, fingernail, fingernail sounds weird <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but anyway if you wouldn't mind sharing with our listeners a little bit about your uh, your vocation story
1: yeah for sure um, I'll be I'll be real brief and you just ask questions if if anything piques your interest but um so I I I'm I was blessed I was actually I want to be a priest as a little boy you know when what I was classroom time and they say what do you want to be when you grow up and everybody stands up and says a fireman or police officer or astronaut or president i i said i want to be a priest um but then i was a pretty normal teenager and and normal teenagers don't want to be priests and and um so uh that kind of faded i really (laughs) forgot you know growing up that i even Wanted to be a priest uh, when yeah. I was a little kid. I I had to be reminded of that, um, and uh, I had a conversion in college, my first year of college, which was in Rochester, uh, shout out RCPC. Um, and, <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh,
3: right by my uh, house. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah it's a wonderful nice, place. Nice. That that's where my conversion happened. Not not specifically on campus, but in that first year, my uh, of my college career there and and uh um i was you know i was uh i just went deeper with the lord it's not that i wasn't practicing before but the lord went from being in the background something very secondary in my life to um being the most important thing and and uh and i i made an offer to him you know i just i want to uh to follow jesus and i want to do as well and so i made an offer i said lord you can uh you can call me where you want me to go, and, and uh, it's kind of a dangerous offer. And uh, um, it wasn't long after that I started to feel, um, in small and in profound ways, uh, uh, a pull towards the priesthood and, and the feeling that I need to at least, you know, if I'm going to make good on my offer to follow the Lord, I at least have to check it out. And and uh, went to seminary and... and that's pretty much all she wrote. like seminary it wasn't wasn't an easy experience. It was a lot of ups and downs. like a lot of the Lord was really um, bringing out things he wanted to heal and and, and but um, yeah, uh, stayed with it and, and, uh, and the Lord confirmed the call and not and, uh, been a priest, I love being a priest. so yeah that's, that's the nutshell. There you go.
3: So, how much did like your brother's priesthood? How much did that affect you in your your decision to become a priest?
1: Yeah, it, it affected me a lot. Like, I, I think it mostly affected me in my brother Matt's uh, his his faithfulness affected me more than his 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 priesthood. And what I mean by that is, mm. I, I wanted to be um, I wanted to be a follower of Jesus Christ because he was such a great witness to me not just him, but he's the primary one, he's such a great witness to me of of what life is like for those who follow Christ. He was so so full, and is still today, so full of life from being a disciple of Jesus Christ, and um, I wanted that for myself, and and that strongly prompted me to um, want to give my life to Christ and and to to seek to do that, And, and it wasn't is after giving my life to Christ that he, he could draw me to the priesthood. So um, I like to point out that I felt my calling as a little boy before Matt ever felt his calling. So I really <laughs> so you beat him, him <laughs> that way. But, yeah, 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 exactly. But so it's no, competition
3: but was, with siblings. Yeah,
1: yeah, it, it, especially in my house, five boys. But um, he he was and still is, um, you know, very influential on my priesthood and and uh, yeah and. So, but he, he, he most directly led me into a deeper conversion because of how he was living out his life in faithfulness. So oh,
3: that's beautiful, you know. And that's really all of that starts with relationship and like witnessing. Right. It's just it's right. such an important thing. I think people forget that how we live is far more effective than you know knowing things right. and saying things eloquently. Sometimes.
2: Right. right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. How how far are you? Um, uh, is is your brother ahead of you in the in the ordination? Uh, I know you said your so, vocation came
1: first. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was ordained uh, in two thousand seven. I was ordained two thousand fifteen. So not great okay. at math, um, but yeah, yeah. He's yeah, eleven so. years older, and oh well, there you and, go. Uh, He's got more gray uh, hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. Mine's catching up so fast, so <laughs> it won't be too long. So yeah,
2: there you go. Yeah. Well. We're going to have to head to break here uh, in in cool. just a few minutes, uh, but before we do, another cool question I like to ask priests is, "What's your favorite part of being a priest?" I know you've said you have been a priest for a few years now. Uh, what's kind of your favorite yeah. part?
1: I love being a spiritual father. You know, me, men were made to be fathers, women were, were made to be mothers. I really believe that, regardless of what their vocation is, and I love the I love the opportunity. You know, in as a priest. People kind of have to give you the gift of choosing to uh, um, to be to lean on you and allow you to be a spiritual father to them. But that's a really uh, big honor and gift when when uh, when I'm allowed to be a spiritual father for people. You know, I'm always that in the sacraments, you know, mass and confession and right. relating of the sick. But but in personal relationships, it's wonderful to be a spiritual father. Love it. Yeah.
2: Well, fantastic. And uh, as I said, we're going to have to head to break here. Uh, when we come back from break, cool. stay tuned, uh, because we'll be speaking about the uh, upcoming Witness of the Eucharist retreat coming up August 5th through the 7th. It'll be at uh, IHM Seminary out there in Winona. Uh, here in the diocese, it's like I said, part of this this push uh, to uh, of the Eucharistic revival that the bishops have been promoting and Pope Francis has been encouraging. Uh, so, real excited to talk about that uh, that retreat and and uh, Father Jonathan's part in it and uh, all those sorts of things. So, stay tuned on Real Presence Live.
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And welcome back, Real Presence Live
2: listeners. Uh, Melissa Scaccio, Nick medelski coming to you from the one and only St. James Coffee in Rock and Roll Rochester. Marvelous Med City. Happy to be here on this. Uh, gray, but maybe clearing up morning. There like was raining a little bit. Earlier. Got some rain, yeah. Yeah. Caught some rain in Wasika before I came, and uh, oh, you brought it with you. The, yeah, way to go! It's my gift to the people of <laughs> the city you. of Rochester. I just mowed so. my lawn. So. Like, <laughs> well, there you go, right? So it's yeah. it's not going to hurt anything. Uh, on the phone with us is Father Jonathan Fosnott. Um, uh, as as he mentioned earlier, there's there's a variety of ways to say the last name, um, so I'm not going to worry sure. too much about that. Uh, we no. we kind of got to talk a little bit about your vocation and and, and where you're at, and introduce your, yourself a little bit uh, for those who might not be personally familiar with you uh the as i said before the break though uh you'll be one of the the co-leaders i guess is the is the term uh for um an upcoming retreat on the eucharist here in the diocese of winona rochester and uh, as I mentioned, this is kind of part of that push uh, the, these next few years uh, that uh, Bishop Cousins up in uh, Crookston is kind of spearheading in a way for the U.S. bishops, uh, this Eucharistic revival. And we've been throwing around that term a lot. It's, I'm afraid it's going to become one of those terms like new evangelization where everyone uses right. it because it's kind of a, a snappy phrase and then we kind of lose the, the meaning of it. And uh, So I thought maybe we'd start uh, by asking you, how do you see the Eucharistic revival why is it important what does that sort of mean
1: right. uh, to you right 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 well I, I think so for me Nick uh, Nick and Melissa um, well I think about that term Eucharistic revival I, I think it's got um, it's kind of a two-edged term for me like it's this was definitely a time where we're, we're seeking to grow in our devotion to the Eucharist as a as a church in in um, through adoration, through, through the Mass and whatnot, and, and, and to try to develop that that devotion, deeper devotion in the hearts of of uh, faithful Catholics, especially in those maybe who have, who have uh, been uh, have some distance from the Eucharist in their lives. I also think, though, more specifically, the, the term Eucharistic revival, um, to me it speaks more of the, the power of the Eucharist to revive the Church than hmm. uh, you know the, the Eucharist it it has it, it's one of the biggest tools to to bring devotion and, and to bring Jesus Christ into people's lives and and ha, has been for my life and and um, you know we were just talking about Steubenville at the beginning of the segment and uh, like the biggest thing at Steubenville which all the youth talk about is um besides confession is is Eucharistic adoration and how impactful that is so mm. it's So Eucharistic Revival, um, it's a particular time where where we want to intentionally bring the Eucharist to people, you know, so to speak, Uh, and uh, um, I don't mean necessarily physically, but like the the truth about the Eucharist and and devotion about the Eucharist to people, because it's Jesus has the power to change people's lives, and, and, and we have to... We're better off bringing Jesus to, to other people, letting Him do the work, than and trying to do the work ourselves. So,
2: yeah.
3: oh, sorry, it is it is quite interesting because in the coffee shop, I have many non Catholics that come in, and it's, yeah. especially since this has been it's been starting to be talked about a lot, people will ask me yeah. about it, and they'll be like. You Catholics are so hung up on this Eucharist thing. Like I don't get it. I literally walked through the bread yeah. of life discourse with somebody from one of the bibles from the shelves and I'm like, well, yeah. if this is true then how can you not be really hung up on it? And then Right. And then right. it's like, and guess what? It's actually in our adoration chapel and um right. it's just it's just this it's I think it's going to be way bigger than even just like the Catholics that are going to mass. I think it's it's actually going to be extremely evangelizing for non-Catholics as well to understand yeah. better what, what our source and summit is and why.
1: I think that's a really cool comment that they say you're so hung up. I think that's a powerful, they should think we're obsessed with it. Like that's, <laughs> we're on the right track if they think that we're, you know, I mean like people who are in love, right? Like they, it's annoying how much they talk about the people they're in love with. <laughs> you know, you want them to, you want them to be quiet and, and you know, but, uh, uh, when it comes to Jesus, though, like the hope is that that perks, perks an interest and they, they realize, wow, this, you know, he's for me too. And the Eucharist, in his Eucharistic presence, it's, it's for me too. So that's really, that's a huge compliment, I think, for us, though, that they say that to you. I know that's they awesome. think that
3: they're kind of ripping on us. And I'm like, no, actually, that's actually a great compliment. <laughs> Thank so, you. Yeah, we are very <laughs> yeah, hung yeah. up on Jesus. Thank you. Cause that's usually not yeah, what people yeah. think about Catholics is that we're not hung up on Jesus. So.
1: Right. Right. You're doing something right for sure. That's
2: awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, So uh, this retreat that's coming up, the Witness of the Eucharist retreat, it's uh, the diocesan. I'm guessing there's one a year, kind of an annual retreat for the diocese. I've only been here a year, so (laughs) it's been COVID times before. So I I think it's the annual diocesan retreat, and it'll be kind of laser-focused on the Witness of the Eucharist. Um, So could you tell us a little bit about that retreat and, and just kind of in a general way?
1: yeah so the, the origin of the retreat is um, there's a there's a group of, of lay individuals and priests who are part of a, a we're, were we're a small community within the diocese that that um, um, works towards evangelization and and through um, particularly through community and, and, and supporting one another and evangelistic out Works and and so this is this retreats kind of the fruit of that group. It's it's called the Servants of Christ, our hope. Um, Doctor Susan um Dallas uh, was uh, the one who kind of helped form this group and and um, and uh, so anyway, so that's where the, the the retreat's coming from, and, and that's part of why I'm part of uh, part of why I'm a co-leader with Doctor Susan hmm. because. I'm part of that group, and, and um, we've been putting on retreats for the last three, four years in different places in the diocese, and, and um, so, I'm sorry, Nick, what, what was the, could you
2: say more? <laughs> <laughs> I got no, that's it. fantastic, because that's kind of the history of yeah. how these retreats started, which is which is great, because I didn't know that, so yeah. I'm sure a lot yeah. of our listeners yeah, yeah, yeah. weren't aware of that, so that's fantastic. Um, so this retreat is called the Witness of the Eucharist. Could you tell us a little bit right. more specifically about this retreat?
1: Yeah, so it is. We're all jacked about this revival, and, and we're really pumped that the that the USCCB is is um, is pushing for a Eucharistic revival, and and uh, um, specifically in our our our, our community. And um, so uh, the the retreat, kind of like what I was saying before, it's it's the emphasis is on on. Uh, on the beauty of the Eucharist and, and how, and the Eucharist is the Eucharist's power to evangelize and, and um, to be a witness to the beauty of the faith and the, and the truth about who Jesus Christ is and, and, and who the Father is. So, a lot of the talks in the retreat are going to um, are going to center on that theme. And, and um, yeah,
2: fantastic. That's kind of the heart of the retreat. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Uh, what what type of person is this retreat geared towards?
1: We're always trying to attract evangelists. We're always, I mean, we're, it's really for anyone, but we, you know, part of the charism of our group is we're, we're trying to build up evangelization efforts, and we're trying to build up specifically disciples of Christ who are trying to evangelize in their parish. So, so you know, the main reason why we as a group put on these retreats as we, um, we want to, we want to help those parishioners who are in their parish who, who, who need to be more deeply equipped and, and helped and supported so that they can succeed in, in evangelizing and, and witnessing to Christ. So that's the main group that it's aimed at.
2: Very cool. But we
1: take everybody. Yeah, yeah. Very
2: cool, so yeah, absolutely yeah. And the uh, the information is on the Diocese website on how to register uh, They also have kind of a, a draft schedule Of the different talks and kind of the flow Of the weekend, and I noticed that right. one of your Talks is entitled, The Liturgy As the Key to Understanding Christ, uh, which sounds like a Really cool title um, I was right. just wondering if you could break that out a little bit I don't want you to give away your talk, right? You know, We don't want to give away yeah, everything yeah. here on air But uh, if you could kind of Break that one open for us a little bit
1: yeah, so, um, you've maybe heard the term before, um, Lex Arendi, Lex Credendi, um, we, Lex Vivendi. <laughs> we, Lex Vivendi, right, right. Our, our, uh, we had this beautiful conference not too long ago, and, and, and that was what the, uh, the, one of the speakers was speaking on. Um, our, our faith as Catholics, our, our faith and belief it, it flows from, um our faith and practice and in prayer and, and um so part of understanding who christ is and in our relationship with him uh is is through what the mass teaches us specifically and, and uh, um what i've been particularly drawn to in my own life recently is is uh is the, the aspect of of um what the mass is as an offering and and specifically the offering of of Christ to the Father, and and uh, and how that offering um, evangelizes the world, how that offering uh, brings about the the salvation of the world, and and um, so we're we're just gonna deep dive into <clears throat> uh, what that offering is. It, you know, we I think oftentimes as Catholics, when when we go to Mass, we're primarily focused on the offering of ourselves. Mm. Uh, to, to the Father through Christ, and that's that's a huge offering, and that's beautiful. Um, but I think we forget that that the laity they participate in the offering of Christ to the Father for the salvation of the world. And and uh, you know, like the priest does in mass, um, brothers and sisters. Um, oh, I'm going to butcher it now. Now that I'm on the spot, <laughs> but, um, something about. My offering and yours. It's it's not. He's not talking about two separate offerings. The priest offering Christ and the lady uh, offering themselves. But but uh, pray that my sacrifice and yours may be. Off. Well, anyways, it's, <laughs> it's all right. It's, you it's, almost had it. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I'm real close. <laughs> so anyways, just to to put a, a pin on it, it's um we have a, a huge role as as priest and lady. In the the beauty of the Mass and and the Eucharistic sacrifice, and we need to rediscover what exactly that role is. We need to understand on a spiritual level what we're doing at Mass, um, how we're participating in the offering that, that saves humanity and saves the world.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I 110% agree on that. The that litur- the word liturgy, right, means the work of the people and it's really the right. the prayer of all the people gathered together offering as you said not only ourselves but also, you know, participating in that eucharistic sacrifice, that offering of the son to the father. Um, Just so beautiful and something that uh, a lot of people aren't aware of. So um, really bringing that to the forefront is fantastic. Uh, If you're interested in attending the retreat, like I said, you can go to dowr.org the diocesan website the retreat will be august 5th through the 7th that's a a friday through a sunday um you can find more information on the website you can register like i said there's a draft schedule if you're curious and saying well you know uh still kind of on the fence you can find out more details there um uh, should be great uh in winona there at the uh, the seminary which is on the on the campus there of uh the University of St. Mary's um, in Winona, so it should be a great uh, great weekend. So thanks for joining us this morning, Father Jonathan.
1: My, my pleasure. Thank you, Nick and Melissa. Good to be with you.
2: And stay tuned, listeners, after the break. Uh, Melissa will be telling us all about uh, some, some fantastic uh, moments uh, that have been happening recently. We talked about the uh, mission exciting, trip a little bit yes. before, so we'll talk about that a little more, maybe Steubenville a little bit more, and the upcoming big celebration uh, for St. James' Coffee here uh this saturday yes this saturday so stay tuned on real presence live
0: live engaging and local this is real presence live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the real presence radio network